Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, September 5, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff going on, so let's go back to last week because it's going to help us go forward to this week and beyond. Last week, we talked about an on-time type of situation. So the market found a high on Friday. It got to a number we discussed in the live trading room a number of times. All week long, the target was 453.35. It just so happens that the high of last week was 453.67, and they began to decline once they reached the target. If anybody here is watching from the live trading room, please comment on the video below if you remember that the target all week long was 453.35. It's what we call a confirmation. Now they're pulling back, so what we want to do is understand where the very critical areas are where the market can, as they say in the trading parlots, unravel. We're going to use 442.46 to be exact. It's this breakup candle low. It puts the market below the 20 and 50 period moving averages. It puts them below the last breakup candle low in the sequence. And the market would be teetering on meeting Irene for lunch. Now we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So let's get a sense for what's actually happening here. What we want to do... Make sure that we get a clear view from a weekly chart perspective and you'll remember one thing that's very, very important. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. This was a pullback in an uptrend from a weekly chart perspective. Now, just because the weekly chart is in an uptrend, we know that from a daily chart and even smaller time frames, everything morphs from the smaller time frame on to the larger time frame. We want to take the market at face value in each chart we look at, but we have to have an understanding and awareness that when the market does change trend, it begins from a smaller time frame and morphs from there. Case in point. On the daily chart, we're still above all the moving averages, so technically all this was was a down day, not by all that much, and they're still above the moving averages, therefore the trend is what? You got it, your friend, until your crap gets tossed out the window. Now, we just talked about morphing, morphing from smaller time frames back onto larger time frames, so let's take a look at some other time frames, see if we can't derive any additional information. So we look at the four-hour chart or 240-minute chart above all the moving averages. You have somewhat of a reversal candle-ish thing looking, and you also have somewhat of a rounding top of situation going on. Doesn't mean the market won't just go sideways and make another move higher, but you have something to hang your hat on from a short perspective, for example. This reversal-ish looking thing wasn't really on tremendous volume, so we're going to take it at face value. It's a reversal looking candle, but that's all it is. What about the two-hour chart or 120-minute chart? Below the 20-period moving average, they seem to be on a creeping lower type of situation, 
Also, reversal-ish candle from the other day, meaning Friday, put in some kind of a bearish, flaggish type of deal, and they're starting to leak lower. How about the hourly chart? Go sideways, make a bearish type of flaggish situation underneath the 20-period moving average. At the end of the day today, once again, began to leak lower. You can also see some kind of symmetry thing working, not only on this hourly chart, but you can certainly see it on the other charts. And when I talk about symmetry, I'm saying, hey, look, there was a move down. The market basically goes sideways for a while. And here we have the beginnings or makings of another move down. Is this move down going to be equidistant to the first move down and culminate somewhere in the vicinity of the convergence of these moving averages? We don't know exactly that will happen, but that's something that's certainly on the table. I like symmetry when it stands out to me. I like to bring it to the forefront. Now let's take a look at something else. So let's just say for argument's sake, it's a hypothetical. Let's say whether it's tomorrow or it's Thursday, the market's down here right around the vicinity of the convergence of these moving averages, maybe a little lower, maybe right at them. We'll call it 447 down to 446, give or take. Let's get a visual on what that would do to some other charts so we get the big picture and we see whether or not that would be a big deal from a longer term perspective, shorter term perspective. Let's see what it looks like. So here we're back on the weekly chart. And what happens if the market comes into that zone? We used 447 and 446. We'll split the difference. There's your 446 and a half. You would be still yet inside and only about halfway down of the last weekly chart break up candle. Nowhere near the bottom and could certainly be a garden variety pullback in an existing uptrend. Now let's say that happened the market found stability and started going back up. Is there a chance for another rally higher? There's always a chance, and here's what I'm going to tell you. You already started to hear it, most likely last week. You already heard it today, and I'm talking about from the talking heads in the media on Tout TV. They're already positioning September. The worst month, statistically speaking, it's going to be a bad month. All the reasons why the market's going to come down are put out on the table. They're expecting a decline in September. When that happens, what is the actual likely scenario that takes place? Well, the market doesn't necessarily have the worst month ever. What happens is the opposite happens. The thing that everybody doesn't expect. Why is that? Because most people are wrong most of the time. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Here's the scenario that takes place. The talking heads start talking down September. People hear that, they start collecting puts. They buy puts today, they may buy puts tomorrow. All of a sudden, fast forward two or three days later, the market finds some kind of an interim low, begins going back up, Buying begets buying. You have a little bit of a squeeze operation takes place. People have to cover their puts or sell them, cover short positions, if you will, which creates another push higher. It's garden variety market behavior. It's actually garden variety human trading behavior. Hey, let's do a quick check-in with something else. 
What's going on over with the lazy swing trader? Did any trades trigger today? I told you last week, don't expect a lot to trigger leading into the holiday weekend, and that was certainly the case. However, did anything trigger today? Let's take a look. First, we had Baker Hughes. Now, everybody is on the oil train. Baker Hughes is an oil services-related company. I don't care about any of that stuff. What I do know is the number was 37.49. They hit it. They spiked it. They immediately turned around and started going back down in the other direction. We'll take this as a good start. There are certainly some traders that utilize options with these trades. So on a day like today with Baker Hughes, while it's only down around 50 cents, some traders that do purchase the options, in this case, put options, were paid. They're in the money. It's a nice start to a trade. What was another one that hit? What was the second one that hit? About LabCorp of America, this was actually technically the first one that hit. This one hit at 941 today. The other one, Baker Hughes, hit just after 10 o'clock a.m. 20203 and the bounce. Again, doesn't mean the trade is over, just means it's a good start. It's something to hang our hat on. Lazy Swing Trader. It's an algorithm-based system coupled with an alert-based system. So I've got the algorithm that picks out the stocks based on criteria. It does the formulas, the mathematics. It comes up with the numbers. When the stock hits the numbers, an alert goes out. It's an email and a text to members. It comes off a watch list that you can see before the opening bell. And then... You get a profit target, you get two profit targets, you get a stop, you'll get an alert when a profit target is hit, you'll get an alert when a stop is hit. The thing is a full service system. A lot of work went into this system. What about inside the numbers? What about the day traders? How did they do today? Well, I can tell you this much, inside the numbers and inside the numbers live trading room members did just fine. There was plenty of money made today during the morning session, it's a morning business, and that's the way it works. You can read the rhetoric on your own. We're going to point out a couple of important things. I urge you to go back to the charts and do what? You got it. Double check the work. So if they were going to spike it, I had a resistance zone around 452 to 452.75. They didn't do that. They went the other way. So what do we have? We have both things. There's something for everybody. We give both sides of the tape. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So here we go. What if they were to fall? Where are the places? A couple of early numbers here. They're going to get refined after the opening bell or closer to the opening bell. 449.70, give or take. That was an important area today. Let's see what happens when we narrow it down closer to the opening bell. We had the thieves in the pre-market. They went down and run a test of Friday's lows real quick. So we have the same setup on the upside, 452 to 452.75 and higher if they went higher. As long as you have the numbers, you have an awareness of what's going on, that's the ticket. Now the flip side was getting to 449.55, give or take, 449.55. Let's go see how important that was, if at all. How you doing? 449.55. We think better in pictures, so right of the vertical is today's activity. And you can see what happened when they came into the important place, 449.55. The question is, 
Was there a trade down there? The answer is, yeah, that was a long trade for a bounce back in the other direction. It's right here on the board at 9.15 a.m. 4.49.55, which is a bounce back in the other direction place. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We had to play it again, Sam. What does that mean? That means once they bounce off of it and traders take a profit, which happened early in the day, if they come back to it at times, they're not all made the same, but today was one of those days where it was a play it again, Sam situation, which means you can take the trade again. Here it is, 948. If they come back down, let them spike it and play it again, Sam. And as you can see from the chart, they came down again, they spiked it, played again, Sam. They also played it again in the middle of the day, Sam. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. How about if they stay above 449.55, where are they going? The door will open back to 450. That would be an exit on a long trade. It would be overhead resistance, 450.85. And there it is. 450.85, they got there, they spiked it, turned right around, went back down in the other direction. They're making money. Who is? Inside the number members, inside the number live room members. No two ways about it. In fact, if some of you would be kind enough to post that accordingly if you're making money under the video, just so others could see this isn't a bunch of bunk. This is for real. We play for keeps. We do this methodically each and every day. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. What about stocks on the move? Only had two on the board today, Apple and Tcom. Trip.com is the only one that hit its entry objective. Apple's off the board, but we will take a look at Tcom. 37.50 was the entry. This one happens to be a case of the manner in which they kind of bounced around a little bit in front of the number, finally came into the number, spiked it, went back in the other direction. So technically, the numbers work, but the manner in which kept a lot of traders away from TCOM. Either way, we're interested in what? A process, mechanical process that works. This is it. What about my favorite market leading indicator, the folks down at Camp IWM? What's going on over there? Well, you could see what happened. They hit 190.60 on Friday. That was my number, same as the spiders, just different. And pretty bad day today. So we had relative weakness in the IWM. They are my favorite market leading indicator. You get below these moving averages over here, start closing daily below these moving averages around these lows over here from the 25th of August. And guess what? Irene's coming to dinner. 184 is a super slash uber important number. Write it down, put it on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? We had our eye on this one. They were riding the 20 period moving average, converging with the 50, riding the 50, and hence got rejected. Second favorite market leading indicator, guess what? A number one canary in the coal mine. Bearish wedgish pattern and the sell-off into the convergence of moving average. Interesting how that works. Just as a reminder, looking around the horn, you look at the weekly chart, and it's a pullback in a continued uptrend above all the moving averages. If they pull back 
into the moving averages, it will be showtime. Give up this low here, which is a breakup candle low, 14,681 and change. Give that up. Irene's coming to dinner. She's probably coming all liquored up already. What about the Q people? Looks totally different than the IWM. Looks totally different than the transports. Nothing wrong here. Nothing to see here. Qs were up 48 cents today. Move it along. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Basically just going sideways. Relative strength in the Qs. We treat each chart independent of one another. Is this the signal that everything's going higher? Or are the transports and IWM signaling everything's going lower? Well, when we have divergences and they're not all matching up, guess what? We have to wait. One or the other will either turn around in terms of the cues and go back down and play catch up to the folks down at the transportation department and Camp IWM, or it's a fake sell-off in those two. They'll turn around and catch up to the cues up in the northern direction. How about the financials? Important that they stay above the 20 and 50 period moving average. However, they're hovering right there today. We'll see what happens tomorrow. If they start giving up these moving averages, what happens? Well, you start thinking in terms of a potential lower high. So a lower high would be this. We already have a high. We already have a lower high. We already have a potential third lower high or second lower high. We're watching for clues. What about the weekly chart? Well, you got to contend with this tremendous breakdown candle high. They kind of made a run for the highs. Didn't quite get all the way to the high. We never know that they will or they won't. It's a give or take. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. But what they did here is they ran up in the vicinity of the high and now they're pulling back. Above all the moving averages, the trend will be your bullish friend. Get below the 20 and the 50 down here and you have no friends. At least the bull doesn't have any friends. You get below the convergence of the 20 and 50 and guess what? Irene's already half naked. What about Smash Mouth? Pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. You have breakdown candle high. They tried to get above it and they have yet to close above it. However, they're hanging around. They haven't yet been rejected from this price up here. The high is exactly 156.59 and they haven't been rejected yet. So if they just go sideways for a while longer, it doesn't matter what the other markets are doing. We're looking at this one, taking it at face value and saying, hey, if they're going to go sideways and just build some energy, they're going to be doing that for the purposes of trying to make another push higher. We treat each chart independent of one another. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.